Virginia is for eaters and drinkers, all kinds of eaters and drinkers, for oyster shuckers and slurpers, winery samplers or all-day wine drinkers, brewery hoppers and distillery sippers, for those who order grits and those who order cheese grits. We all know what the right way to order is. For barbecue triers who turn into finger lickers and meat off the bone suckers. All right, all this talk of food is making me hungry. I gotta go get some mac and cheese. Like I was saying, Virginia is for all sorts of food lovers. So come love it for yourself. If you're into designer furniture and you want the sofa that broke the internet, you don't have to go broke to get it. Because Designer Looks Furniture has all the same styles and trends and all the quality, but without the designer prices. Check them out. Designer Looks at Value City Furniture or designerlooks.com. From coast to coast and around the world, you're going online with Bill Alexander. Online with Bill Alexander is a guest-driven program where the topics are diverse and entertaining. Laugh and learn while you listen to one of the best hours of online radio around. Online with Bill Alexander. Hi, everyone. Yours truly, William Eric Alexander. All my friends call me Bill, and you're online with Bill Alexander here at WMCK.FM and also on italknet.com. Well, today's a special show for me because I get to speak with the daughter of the king of cool. That's right, Dean Martin. Today on the program, we're talking to his daughter, Dina Martin, here online with Bill Alexander, and we'll get underway with that conversation in just a moment. Welcome back to Online with Bill Alexander. And on the phone right now, I have Dina Martin, Dean Martin's daughter. Dina, how are you doing this afternoon? I am excellent. Thank you for asking. I am so glad you could join me today to talk about your career and also your father's career. And um, when I found out we were able to do this interview today, I actually downloaded a copy of your book, Memories Are Made of This which I haven't got all the way through it yet, but from what I've read, it's it's a fascinating book about your father's life and the way you interpret what his, what your father was going through and what he was dealing with from his early career to later on in his career. It's a very good book. Oh, thank you. It really is. It's a, it was a bestseller, and we're making it into a movie. Are you really? So, yeah. When's it going to... Okay, is it in the early stages of the movie, or are we going to be it's seeing it? It's in the very early... You know, we've had four production meetings, and uh, we're... We have another one next week. My main problem, well, first of all, you know, it's uh, however long it takes is is fine because I have to do it with respect and it has to be just perfect. But who the heck could play Dean Martin? Well, that was my thought. I, I was going to ask you, do you have any ideas who it could be? <laughs> no, well, we're, you know, putting uh, back and forth some names. But anyways, it's, uh, you know, I don't want an impersonator. I okay. want a really good actor, someone who can sing, someone who has. But I really haven't found the person who has it. You know the style and the class, and the you know he was the king of cool. Yes, he but was. But we will uh, we will do it. We'll find someone perfect, and it's it will be wonderful. That is amazing. I didn't realize you, that uh, they were planning on making a movie about the book, but that's great to hear. Yeah, I'm excited about that. There is one line in the book that I read, and it's it's in the beginning of the book. It's on page two. Mm-hmm. And when people come up to you, they ask you if he was a good father, and. To their surprise, as you said, I shake my head, smile, no. I reply, reply candidly, he wasn't a good father, 
but he was a good man. What do you mean by that? Well, what I meant by that is, you know, he, as, you know, when I think of a father today, someone who will take you to school, you know, do your homework with you, um, you know, do all the stuff that, you know, fathers do now. But in those days, my dad was a great dad. Okay? okay, he was fun and funny to be around, but he's not one that would, you know, go pick me up or, or do things like with any of the kids. You know, to uh, tell you the truth, he was a great provider. He was, um, he came home every night for dinner, which is probably something a lot of people don't know. If he wasn't in Las Vegas for his two week stay or uh, doing a movie, Dad was always home because he loved to get up early in the morning and go play golf, and then he would be home by five thirty and come in the back door, and we could hear him, you know, because he had, like, little taps on the heels of his shoes. Okay. <laughs> you, could, you could hear him walk in the back door, and he would walk right into the kitchen and get a piece of uh, Wonder Bread and put a little butter on it, fold it in half, go into the living room, say hi to everybody. Then he would have his hour with my mom, with Jeannie down at the bar, and they'd have a cocktail. And then we'd all have dinner together. He was fabulous that way, you know, as, as a dad. He was, he was great. But as... As I would say, you know, a father doing the, the stuff that they do. And, you know, he didn't have time to do all of that. Right. You know, he was, I mean, look look at the body of work that he did, you know, all the recordings, all of the um, at the movies. Everything that he did was amazing. And he was a, truly a good man and a good friend to so many people. It was uh, quite quite remarkable what he did in his life. It was amazing to see, the, again, like you said, the body of his work and also how talented he was from, from film tv and music and he wasn't just a one-hit wonder i mean this man had a body of work that went through Capitol records and then went went through reprise and i'm finding right. out now that people are finding his work again on vinyl and they're listening to him yeah. now i have one heck of a large dean martin vinyl collection and i'll be honest with you two weeks ago i just bought the soundtrack to his movie silencers the Matt Helm films, oh. and I love it. But I, I also bought a Pickwick album a few weeks ago called "You Can't Love Them All." But I, oh, <laughs> sorry, I, this is just this is this is so exciting for me. But he has such a body of work, and as I said to you off the air, um, when I was introduced to Dean Martin, I was four years old. I was born in the late '60s, so he had a TV show on, and I would stay right. at my grandparents' house. They would watch it. The first song I knew all the words to was Everybody Loves Somebody, and the first album I own, and I still have it, it's not in great shape, but I have it, is Dean Martin's <laughs> Greatest Hits. It's on the blue cover with him just sitting there with his hand on his knee and just looking straight at you like he's 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 looking at a friend, which is a great album. Yeah, and that's how he, that's how he was with people. He could, you know, and he always taught us, you know, if, uh, be, treat people the way you want to be treated. Always be kind to everybody. Now you just said you have vinyl. I have I have four albums in vinyl. Oh, do you really? Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna have to send you. I've got Swing Street and and uh, White Christmas and Volare. So you should have you should have the Dina Martin vinyl. That's, also. That sounds cool. I'd like that. Um, okay. So the question for you is: When did you realize who your dad was? What age was it? Did you realize that he was the guy you would see in the movies and on TV and hear on the radio? All right. Well, I was probably about nine or ten. You know, I, I'm I'm thinking because we went. I was at the original recording of Memories Are Made of This. Went oh, with my mom. Great down song. Down to Capitol Records. Okay, in Studio A, in just walking down the hallway at Capitol uh, Studios and seeing all the photographs of you know Judy Garland and Nat King Cole and my dad and Frank Sinatra and 
even the Beach Boys, you know, I mean, everybody is you're going down into Studio A. Right. And uh, that's nowadays. It, when I went down there that first time, the Beatles weren't there. Right. But anyway, <laughs> when, when uh, and so I sat in a little chair, and there was the, you know, whole huge, you know, beautiful orchestra that he had, and I'm sitting in Studio A, and he had three backup singers, and they were the Easy Riders, and he made Memories Are Made of This, and I heard the uh, producer say, okay, I think we've got a hit. And it was his first number one hit. And uh, that's why I always do Memories Are Made of This in my show. And I asked for three volunteers to come up. Okay. And, uh, I, you know, you never know who you're going to get up on stage, which is really kind of fun. But his, I knew, I knew then that I wanted to do that. But also when I went to, um, when I, I think we were seeing, and I wonder if it was, Real Bravo. It was one of his movies that my sisters and I we were standing outside in front of the, the theater, and people were talking about Martin and Lewis. You know, they were talking about Dean Martin, and and my sister, you know, Claudia said, "Dina, they're talking about your dad, Dean Martin, and you're Dina." And so, right when she said that, it was kind of like, "Oh, wow, that's very, very cool." So that's probably the first time that I realized that he was. All these other people, you know, we knew right. he was great at home, right. but who knew that other people thought that? Yeah, um, and his his body of work, movie wise, is just amazing. Again, you mentioned Rio Bravo. He did Sons of Katie Elder. He did Five Card yes. Study. Did great westerns, and then he did this series, like I mentioned earlier, the Matt Helm series. Did he think he was going to okay. be the next James Bond, or <laughs> was it at all a parody in his mind? It's kind of a parody in his mind. It was fun, you know. It was. And in fact, here's uh, here's something that was cute. When he would get his script, uh, he would read through the script, and then he would tear out every page he wasn't on, because it was almost <laughs> like there was a lot of double takes, you know, for him. Okay. It was like, he, you know, he'd run over here and do a double take, and uh -huh. he'd run over here, and he, you know, I mean, he was he was great, and he had a he had a lot of fun, a, f a lot of fun doing those, and all the beautiful women that were there, and we would go down to the set, always great. But when I think about some of my favorite Dean Martin movies, it's the Young Lions with yeah. Marlon Brando and Montgomery Cliff, or Some Came Running with uh, Frank's and Uncle Frank yeah, Sinatra and Shirley MacLaine. Um, he and uh, let me see, Ada Dallas or Toys in the Attic. He made incredible movies. He really did. Mm -hmm. And I don't think he got the, the credit that he deserved. Oh, and I agree with you on that. Um, now, there is a story that's floating around. I don't know if it's true, so I'm going to ask you if it's true. It was when the Beatles okay. came to the United States. Beatles were all over the American charts. And Dean went to somebody and said, I can knock them off the charts. And that's when he released Everybody Some Loves Somebody. Well, I don't know that he said that. But here's, here's, what, here's what did happen. They released Everybody Loves Somebody, and we loved the Beatles, of course. You know, I was, uh, you know, we would, you know, as I say, I went to a party with them, and you know, we knew all of the uh, the guys. But no one could knock the Beatles out of first place in those times. You know, it was like a hard day's night and all right. that. No one could do it. So after when my dad's song knocked the Beatles out of first place, my dad sent two telegrams, one to Elvis Presley, and one to Frank Sinatra, and it just said, "I did it." <laughs> Okay, so that's what, uh, you know, Dad didn't say, I can do that. He did it. He did it. And, he then, did he was, it. and then he was very proud of it. And that song pretty much became his signature song right after that point, because that's the one everybody wants to hear. That's right. Everybody loves somebody. And on his headstone, you know, he's, um, he's buried at, uh, let's see, Pierce Brothers, right next to my grandmother and grandfather. But the plaque says, 
because we were trying to figure out what should we uh, put for you know Dean Martin, and it just says you know Dean Martin, September. Let me see, uh, July, July seventh, nineteen seventeen, to December twenty fourth, twenty fifth, uh, two nineteen ninety five, and then it just says everybody loves somebody. When I so it doesn't say beloved husband, father, you know, grandfather. It's just. That's what it says. Everybody loves somebody. When I found out, and this, I, I remember strange things. When I found out your father passed away, was I was on the air at a small AM station. It's Christmas mm-hmm. morning. I just got play, done yeah. playing Marshmallow World. A caller oh. called in to me and said, you won't believe this. And he, they told me on the air, I opened the mic up and I sat there in stone cold silence because I could not believe that he passed away. I know he yeah. was ill and I know he died of emphysema. Mm-hmm. But I just could not believe that 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 part of my childhood has has disappeared, and then because it, it, he was somebody that I always revered, I always looked up to, and I loved his music. I was the kid in, in grade school and high school that listened to Dean Martin while everybody else was listening to this other stuff. I was the odd one. Well, I don't know if I'm odd now because I think it's become popular all the way around again. Oh yeah, yeah. But so, I have some I have some friends who are, uh, you know, up there who have. Always. In fact, Jimmy Monaco, who is the, I think he's the world renowned Dean Martin collector. He has everything. Oh, really? He even has the, he even has the pants that my dad wore in Rio Bravo. And he sent me the shot glass. And he's a dear friend. He's got every poster. He has everything. And, and his name is Jimmy Monaco. And he said, how, how crazy am I? He said, when all my friends were out playing football and baseball, I was inside cutting pictures out of Dean Martin and his family and putting them in the book. <laughs> And, and he and his wife, you know, they're very good friends of ours and all their, their kids. But he said, how, how weird am I? Just, I just, just thought he was great. And I said, you're not the only person, Jimmy. But he has an unbelievable collection. So when you, you decided that you wanted to perform, how old were you? Well, I, you know, I, nine when I really wanted to do it. But I started when I was in, uh, let me see, I was 16 with my, well, of course, I, you know, in school I would be in rehearsals. I mean, I would be, you know, in, uh, what do you call it, recitals, uh-huh. and I would sing and dance. I always I always did that, I, and I was very lucky to be able to have uh, tap dancing lessons at the Buddy Epson School of Dance, and uh, ballet lessons at uh, David Lachine, and piano lessons, and, you know, so I was, I was musical, and I knew that's what I always wanted to do, but it was when I was, I'm trying to think of the age, uh, when I did my first recording, which was a country song. And uh, when he remembers me and Girl of the Month Club, and I went to Nashville and did Music City USA. And then later on, I started doing um, rock and roll. I had a band called Chromium Plated Streamline Baby. You know, we went around, (laughs) played the whiskey, you know. Okay. uh, Yeah. And then uh, after my dad, excuse me, passed away, and I was, you know, just wanted to hear his music again. Because how lucky am I to be able to have his movies and his yep. recordings and to listen to him? And I thought, gee, I love this music. I think I should do a tour, and I did. And uh, you know, so the big band, the Great American Songbook, and and that's what uh, draws me to it is all the people that I grew up with: Uncle Frank Sinatra, Uncle Sammy Davis Jr., Bobby Darin, Rosemary Clooney would come over to the house, you know, for Christmas and. And we'd sing, and Sammy Kahn would be playing songs on our piano. So it's in my DNA, and I love it. And uh, I travel around. I'm on the road 280 days out of the year. Wow. You you yeah. mentioned, uh, and I was I had it on my screen to ask you about When He Remembers Me, that was produced by Lee, Lee Hazelwood. 
Um, yes. The music you did, when you did it at that time, and of course it was on Reprise, it was on uh, yes, it Uncle was. Frank's yes. out label. Did yes, you, it was. Did you have any competition going on with Nancy at the time whenever she had her boots were made for walking? Oh, and that's, that was good because she, uh, he, uh, let me see, Lee gave that to, to Nancy before me. I think it was like a year, year before, but we were always just uh, good friends. And when I got, when he remembers me in Girl of the Month Club, now mind you also, and, and Nancy had it also, our, our band was the Wrecking Crew. Yes. Oh, which you is know, amazing. The, yeah. Un- unbelievable. You know, Glenn Campbell was, uh, you know, on guitar and Hal Blaine on, well, I mean, it was just on drums. So it was, uh, at the time, I wasn't even thinking anything like that. I was just, you know, getting ready to. Nancy was older than me, and you know, let let her do that. I was friends with Tina, okay. and uh, Lee Hale. Lee Hale was, you know, just fantastic and uh, a, a good a good guy. And I was just, you know, honored to be able to do those songs. And another perform because I know your brother Ricky also performed, and also Dino was the yes. part of the boy band uh, Dino, Desi, and Billy. Which had some uh, some hits in the 1960s, early 70s. But I guess when Dino passed away is when your father really took that hard. Oh, it was it was very hard. It was hard for all of us. We just couldn't believe it mm-hmm. because he was at the top of his game. You know, he was he had just gotten a new TV series, uh, Misfits of Science. I yeah. believe that's what it was called. Yeah. And he was so alive. You know, he uh, Dino, uh, well, Dean Jr., Captain Dean Paul Martin, mind you. You know, he was a pilot. But, he was yeah. a race car driver. He was, he, he played Wimbledon. You know, he was an incredible, whatever he did, he did it. He was, he was fabulous. And, you know, funny about Dino, Desi, and Billy, when they had their first hits, I'm a Fool, I think, was the first one. He made so much money, and he was only 15 years old. He bought himself a Dino Ferrari. He couldn't drive it because he was too young. Right. But he, he parked it in the, uh, in the garage below my, uh, right below my room and he would get in and rev it up you know four times a day because he couldn't <laughs> he couldn't drive it <laughs> but but i have to tell you uh billy who is uh you know dino desi and billy and billy went in with the uh, beach boys yes after when they uh when they broke up when um, dino desi and billy stopped doing it and of course billy's sister annie was my girlfriend but billy just came to las vegas he lives there and he got up for my two shows and he sang "Baby, It's Cold Outside" with me. Oh wow! Both shows. That yeah. is really awesome. So, that was awesome. So I introduced him, and everybody went wild. So, and then, of course, when we sang "Baby, It's Cold Outside," they went even more wild. <laughs> so it was great. <laughs> so when you, when you look at music that you've done, and there's a lot of clips on YouTube now that have showed you and your dad um, performing mm-hmm. when he was on TV, and you were with him. Have you right. ever thought of doing something? contemporary doing something with him like uh, natalie cole did with nat king cole and like other performers have done with previous performers and being able to bring that technology in to actually sing with your dad one of his classics at the age you are now with your your voice as matured as as it is and and the sound that you have well i did now i'm surprised you didn't know that i'm sorry on my Destination Moon album, I did True Love with Dad. Okay. And in fact, we, you, you've got to hear it because it's just gorgeous, and I do it in all my shows. True Love, written by Cole Porter, my handsome husband John found the original handwritten Nelson Riddle arrangement that my dad recorded. We went into the studio with fabulous musicians, re-recorded the song. Then we went to, you know, and then we were at Capitol Studios, and Al Schmidt was the engineer. Al Schmidt is the one who put 
Natalie Cole and Nat King Cole's Unforgettable together. Okay. So I sat there with my headset on in Capitol Studios, and I'm listening to my dad's voice, and I couldn't get through the song the first time. But I held his chart, the one that he held when he was singing True Love, and it was Nelson Riddles, and I sang, and the song is just gorgeous. You've got to, you've got to listen to True Love by Dina... Uh, Dean Martin and Dina Martin. So it's on my Destination Moon album. I will do that. Yeah, I, you're going to flip. I, I, I'm it's so gorgeous. sorry I didn't know that. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 yeah. I feel like I failed today on this interview because I didn't know that. Um, so, Or you can cut it out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> cut no. it out and then say, by the way, I love your uh, duet with your dad, True Love. There you go. Hey, so there you go. When you talked about the celebrities that your dad was a part of, like Uncle Frank, yeah, I, the relationships you had with the Sinatras, how was that? Because to me, I mean, I see Frank Sinatra, I see him on TV. I mean, I have a big collection of his stuff too. I listen to it. Mm-hmm. How was that to have this man considered as your uncle? And how did you realize who he was? I mean, for goodness' sake, your uncle, your uncle was the chairman of the board. I mean, what more could you ask for? Yeah, no, it was it was. It was great. And as I say, you know, we all went to school together. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's, went to Beverly Hills Catholic School. And, and then when I went to Marymount, Tina was there. But, you know, Desi and Billy, of course, were at Beverly Hills Catholic School. And, you know, so Desi Arnaz and Lucy Jr. So we all grew up together. So we were all, we were all friends. And they were just our dads, you know, and our moms. You know, that's, that was just uh, who they were because they were so nice and cool. And when I think about, you know, Frank Sinatra, he used to call me, um, the social butterfly. Okay. Because I was always, you know, he'd be over at the house. I'd run and go, hi, Uncle Frank, kiss him. And I'd run out and say, i got to go. I've got a dance class. You know, I've got to go do this. And he was just, he was down to earth. He was fun and funny. And, you know, those guys, Dean Frank and Sammy, they respected themselves, you know, each other so much. And to watch them be together on stage was just fabulous for me. And they were just, you know, really cool people to be around. And uh, Frank Sinatra taught me a lot about singing and and phrasing, and what else? You know, he he told me to you know try not to sing the song the same way every time. He said you know play around with it, and, and as you grow older while you're singing your songs, the uh, the songs will become have a different meaning right. for you, and you'll change the way you you do it, and so you'll grow with your songs. And that was uh, you know great great advice to me because I do. Uh, you know, I, I do them in, in all different ways. He recorded a lot of his songs many different times, but all of them were just great guys. Was there a transition in your dad's career from the Martin and Lewis days to the Rat Pack days? Was there a period of time where he didn't think he was going to continue on in the business? I think, no, he always knew he was going to continue on in the business. It was the, the people around, you know, the, the people around, it was like the, the media and everything, saying, oh, well, you know, Jerry Lewis is going to become a huge star, and then Dean's just going to fade away. My dad knew he would never fade away, because my dad was the funny one of the group. You know, he had, uh, he could sing, he could dance, he could act, he was wonderful. And he was nervous the first time he went to the Sands Hotel is on his solo career. He was, he was nervous, but I have a great picture of him. And he's there, and he's looking down. You look at the audience, there's Ginger Rogers, I mean, you name it. All the uh, stars were there looking at him, and he's laughing. The whole audience is laughing. He knew that he was, uh, he knew he was great, and he was. And it was hard work. You know, I had no idea how hard he worked until I started doing it. <laughs> he always made it look so easy, yeah. you know. 
So your dad's gimmick when he was with the Rat Pat is he always had a drink in his hand. Yeah. He wasn't <laughs> drunk, was he? No, huh? Okay. In fact, you know, one of my favorite lines that uh, Uncle Frank told me, he said, he said, are you kidding me? I spill more than Dean drinks. <laughs> That cute. That is that is that is very cute. Well, Dina, I could go on with you for an hour. I mean, this has been fantastic, and I'm so glad that you uh, spent time with me this afternoon to do it. So, where are you performing right now? Uh, right now, well, I just got back from. Uh, where did I get back from? Where is what is today? Anyways, today is. Uh, well, I'm off to New Jersey. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, all right, and uh, I, I just got back from New York and Las Vegas, and I'm you know just long enough so I can unpack and then repack all the stuff we have to do get my new charts made because i'm working on a new album okay so it's all that uh, stuff right now but i will be in new jersey on january 1st or, or 2nd but um i really have no idea where i am right now i am home in branson missouri so okay. that's that's good i we need you to come to pittsburgh i know it's not far from where your dad grew up but that's where we're we're oh, just yeah. south of pittsburgh here so we'd love to have you here all right. Well, we will arrange it. I'll have my husband, you know, who is my handsome husband, who's my producer, my director, my manager, my my everything. Uh, we'll get on it. We would love to do that. That sounds great. Dina, thank you very much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. And uh, you enjoy your holiday season. And uh, hopefully we can talk again in the near future, maybe when the movie comes up. Well, we'll definitely do that or when my next album comes. That up, sounds too. fantastic. That, whatever sooner. That okay? sounds good to me. <laughs> All right, Bill. Thank you very much. Dina, thank you very much, and uh -huh. have a great afternoon. Sure. Bye-bye. Wow. Dina Martin, here online with Bill Alexander, talking about her father, the King of Coal, Dean Martin. I hope you enjoyed the program as much as I enjoyed doing it. I had a great time, and hopefully we'll be able to talk to Dina in the future when the movie about her dad comes out and also her next album comes out. But I'm going to do something because I felt dumbfounded when I asked her the question about doing a song with her dad, and she has. Here is Dina and Dean Martin doing True Love. Everybody, have a great one. We'll talk to you next time online with Bill Alexander. Looking back when I was small To memories when snowflakes fall with mom and dad and humblest for what they've given me. I give to you and you give to me true love true love so on and on it will always be true love true Guardian angel on high with nothing, nothing to do but to give to you and to give.
Notice that you can't go anywhere without seeing designer this or designer that, even designer furniture. On my social feeds and celebrity homes, it's everywhere. Have you seen how expensive these are? Well, if you want the sofa or recliner or bed that broke the internet, you don't have to go broke to get it. Because Designer Looks Furniture has all the same styles and trends, but without the designer prices. Oh, and they're well made too. It's the whole package. Check them out. Designer Looks at Value City Furniture or designerlooks.com. Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. Paraton. 